0: series which is now finally available to buy in the united states click on the banner on one of us order today and join in the fun now because delicious volume two yum 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 is coming really soon a perfect gift for your child or those of you who are forever young at heart one of us strongly recommends this one
1: I defy you to tell me a more adapted story than Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah, okay, there have been 1,256 Sherlock Holmes derivatives, but... Every television show, sitcom or otherwise, has done a Christmas Carol for their grumpiest character. Every theater department in the world has performed this play. There have been 135 film adaptations of Chucky Dick's classic Time Travel Haunting. And here we are again. Another Christmas, another adaptation of a Christmas Carol. Spirited. Imagine Charles Dickens' heartwarming tale of a Scrooge visited by four ghosts on Christmas Eve. But funnier. And with Will Farrell, Ryan Reynolds, and Octavia Spencer, including huge musical numbers and made for Apple Plus, but probably should have been given a wide theatrical release for nearly two centuries. Jacob Marley and The Ghosts of Christmas Past, Present, and Yet to come, have led a team of afterlife spirits in helping find and redeem one new human soul or perp every Christmas Christmas present has been eligible for retirement for decades but refuses to do so despite being tempted by the promise of settling down and making up for his own failures in his past life scoping for a new soul to redeem the spirits encounter Clint Briggs a renowned controversial media consultant despite Marley's insistence that this is an unredeemable soul present is set on him as he believes that his redemption could have a ripple effect, making him a force for positive change in humanity. The ghosts begin a year-long research on Clint, preparing for their annual haunt. I am T.C. DeWitt of the Screener Squad, and I am joined by the ghost of Christmas Past,
2: Bradley. Hello. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, my chains, my chains.
1: (laughs) and the ghost of christmas yet to come ryan i am pointing directly at the camera right now you're, you're always pointing what well, you know anyone can do the pointing oh my god <laughs> that's just, is that all you do uh forget about <laughs> it. okay merry happy gentlemen uh before we begin our review of this i'm just wondering does a christmas carol hold a special place in any of your hearts
2: but well, you said earlier that this is more comedic. That, that original story has a lot of good jokes that you've probably heard in all of the adaptations of A Christmas Carol. <laughs> yes. One of my favorites has always been, there's more gravy than the grave about you. Because Scrooge <laughs> thinks that maybe a bad supper is why he's dreaming of Jacob Marley. But yes, I read it once a year around uh, July. No, December, (laughs) to my kids, and uh, we have...
1: You're thinking of Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. That is not a Christmas movie. You're thinking... (laughs) Very very different. that's very, very different. Uh, You are right, though. There's a wit in the original text that has been translated again and again and again. A lot of the jokes that we associate with, even Scrooged, uh, there's some in here, Muppet Christmas Carol, some of the greatest versions of this are drawing straight from the text. This is one of the finest pieces of literature. That's why it has been adapted hundreds of times in in all forms so when i sat down to watch this when i saw the trailer for it i was like all right here we go again another one of these oh and it's will ferrell and will ferrell's got like a 50 50 ratio of either really good or anchorman 2 and i was worried going into this that we were just going to get more of the same and more of ryan reynolds being ryan reynolds but surprise on me uh Ryan, do you do you have any relationship with a Christmas Carol?
3: Yeah, I really, really love a Muppet Christmas Carol specifically. I've always uh watched that with my family growing up and yeah, I went into this kind of I don't know, I, I'm not necessarily tired or resistant to like any new retellings of a Christmas Carol, but I feel like we were talking about this beforehand, but it's just it's a story that's told over and over and over again in movies, and a lot of the time it's not told in a way that feels new and refreshing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this really was. And I agree. I kind of skimmed through the trailer and saw the poster and kind of just figured it would be, you know, Ryan Reynolds, typical like snark thing that he does and everything now. And Will Ferrell, it it seemed very, very typecast, but I, I was really happy with this. I really enjoyed this. I felt like it was clever enough and different enough to make it like, honestly, I think this could straight up just become a new classic. I really liked it a lot.
1: You are on the right track here. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. And honestly, A Muppet Christmas Carol is one of my favorite Christmas movies. I watch it every year. I sing along with it. I watch the theatrical release, so I get to see the very sad song that gets reprised at the end. <laughs> and I didn't know this was going to be a musical. So I didn't either. So I, the the thought I had as it started breaking in the songs, like, okay, we're going to get one of these. No, there's, there's like fully produced stage theatrical musical numbers in this. And I, I thought, like, why are there not more musical Christmas movies? Because a lot of these Christmas movies that we get every year pumped out are just the same tired old tropes over and over again. Even some of the Christmas Carol adaptations that we get. More music police. That's, that's one of the things I will praise for this movie for is the new Christmas songs. But Bradley... You have a bunch of children, so did you watch this with them? Like, did? The, <laughs> but in case uh, long-time listeners of these reviews don't know, um, Bradley has himself a brood of kids, and Christmas to me is always more special with children around. They have an innocence to them; they have the magic still in their eyes. What was it like watching this with your brood?
2: Well, I'll just uh, up and say this will be an annual rewatch for us, as well. You know, I try and show them all the Christmas fun times when I was a kid, like, "Oh, look, Helga was nice to Arnold kids on Christmas in the city. Isn't that great?" <laughs> and I'll be like, "Who who is Arnold that we don't care about these characters." I'll be like, oh, look, Olive, the other reindeer, was a, a misunderstanding. Isn't that fun? Just cute little Drew Barrymore reindeer dog named Olive. And they're like, yeah, he, pass. He <laughs> so this modern update of A Christmas Carol, which I was shocked right away that the the bright, shiny commercialism of it all wasn't so much the bad guy, but like how things are told these days. Like, look at the comment section. Humanity sucks. And as the old man in the house, I was like, right, though? Doesn't it? And an attack on cynicism usually is how these go. But there wasn't one. It was just like, do you really want your loved ones to carry hurt from the way you think the world is? And I'm like, no, Ghosts of Christmas, I don't. I, I can't stand that idea. Teach me spirits, but haunt me no further. I was very moved. And that's what surprised me. Because after Deadpool, I used to say, remember when Ryan Reynolds used to act like in The Nines, Buried? Amityville Horror. Amityville Horror. Yeah, even that. That really creepy one with the severed heads in the fridge. And he's actually, I hate saying that, he's actually acting. But he's showing some (laughs) dramatic chops to his hilarity and his uh, impeccable comedic timing, as always. It's like he's playing like if Don Draper decked your halls. It's so funny. And <laughs> that
1: is perfectly put. <laughs> yeah, it really is.
2: And yes, I loved it. This will be a Christmas classic for us every year.
1: I didn't expect it to be that way, but honestly, I'm I'm in the same ballpark here. Where I I love Christmas, particularly Christmas movies. I have a tradition of the. I think everyone has at least like the half dozen that they. Watch every year. It is so rare that a new edition is added to the library. Last year I watched 8 Bit Christmas, which was. <laughs> Ryan and I will be discussing that again later <laughs> as we review a Christmas story Christmas. But 8 Bit Christmas was the right kind of nostalgia and love of Christmas and the seriousness of crafting a film. Mm-hmm. A lot of Christmas movies feel lazy as hell, they just feel like checking off the boxes. Spirited here? they gave it their all and they gave it all with christmas spirit yeah (laughs) not to sound punny or whatnot but there's actually effort being placed in here and it's coming from a similar joy that elf has where there is cynicism and there's a little bit of like commentary on the the scrooginess we all have but not cynically so i think that there's there's something uplifting about a really good christmas movie and weirdly this is an uplifting christmas movie and you wouldn't think it would be coming from deadpool and ron burgundy
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah just knowing that both of them were in it i really did expect it to go more of just a cynical direction uh at at the very beginning i really didn't think that It was going to try to have any sort of like serious message at at all and that's kind of what i loved the most is i feel like it was such a good blend of kind of commenting on this christmas carol story and not not to spoil too much but i i did really like the way that they sort of talked about that message of scrooge at the end of a christmas carol i mean spoilers for a christmas carol um (laughs) in, in the fact that he changes in that in that in that moment and Ryan Reynolds character is sort of commenting like you think that one moment is going to mean that he changes forever and commenting on how real positive change and becoming a better person is something that's a little bit more incremental. And I, I really liked that. And there were and not just that, but there are a lot of other little moments like that that are kind of commenting on. The, the, a Christmas Carol and what it means to become a better person, which I found like surprisingly kind of moving and, and just interesting and way more thoughtful f- for a Christmas movie in, in general than I ever would have expected, especially coming from something uh, with Ryan Reynolds and, and Will Ferrell in the, in the lead role, you know?
1: Yeah, one of the strongest things here is the premise that Jacob Marley has chosen to haunt one person a year, one Scrooge a year, every year for centuries now. And that the ghosts, it, it's similar to like the Santa Claus, where you see the inner workings of the minutia of the job of being Santa and all the elves in their and their day to day and their year to year and whatnot. Uh, but that twist on this, I commented that like every sitcom ever has done a Christmas Carol. The idea that no, it's, this is the same organization doing it every single time, and almost creating this <laughs> this all encompassing like lore to A Christmas Carol, and I I really liked that aspect of this because it is a unique spin on A Christmas Carol. Instead of just going through the motions of being haunted or whatnot, the fact that they they built a lore around it. Cool. (laughs) I'm not saying I want a sequel of this. I don't. This stands perfectly fine on its own. I would hate for them to to tarnish the good graces that they have by, by trying to make another one of these, but I am happy to see that they gave it the effort of trying to find a new angle on this. And, and that's one of the advantages this movie has that uh, a lot of the other derivatives do not
3: yeah, and, a, and another thing just Ryan Reynolds character Clint sort of referring to what I was saying earlier about it, it, it just being a little bit more clever than I expected having him sort of turn on Will Ferrell's character in that organization and just going like who are you to, to judge me and sort of trying to turn the tables in those moments where it's supposed to be like a revelation for him and turn the tables and make it about Will Ferrell and the organization and, and sort of of attacking their character in a way and going like why should you be able to judge me and kind of digging into their past i just i really like that and i just i thought it was there's just a lot of really nice twists mm-hmm. on uh, on what what story that you'd expect from this and honestly some really really good songs
1: yeah this is an excellent companion piece for a nightmare before christmas In nightmare before christmas you see the doorways to the other worlds and obviously we see jack skellington go to the christmas land I'd like to think this is the Christmas land, like this organization that we see that live and breathe Christmas annually and choose their subject matter. I think this is a great companion piece. I, you would think Elf, but no, I don't think you, watching this back-to-back <laughs> with Elf would work. I think watching it with – actually, I'd go, I'd go threefold. Muppet Christmas Carol, uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, and this as a package musical deal. I mean, the joy that you would sustain in watching such things. I sign off on that. Go forth. Enjoy Christmas.
3: (laughs) And and as many times as I've I've seen this story, I I will admit at the end, I I was like, at the beginning, I was like, okay, yeah, I've seen the story a million times. But by the end, I was like, I was getting a little, I was getting a little teary-eyed. I was getting a little choked up by the end. And I, uh, again, it's, it's, it's a story that you have probably seen, read, heard. A million times over but I really appreciated this because I felt like they found a new way to tell it and like a really entertaining new way to tell it and it's really hard for to to break into that like stable of Christmas movies that I watch every year but I think this this may have this may have done
2: it honestly again you know the classic character of Ebenezer Scrooge we don't live in that time anymore I think it's a timeless story that people can change especially those who can influence You know, your life, whether it be a parent, a friend, an uncle, your boss, who is wondering what companies to downsize in order to save his bottom line, which is already astronomically high. But I don't believe people can be as easily shamed anymore because kids at a young age, man, since the entire world has been connected, have had to learn with dealing with being shamed since like toddler So shaming people doesn't work. And I love that Ryan Reynolds kind of gets into that. Like, oh, wait, you're going to call me names? Oh, oh, I'm so (laughs) sad you said that. I'm already over it, you know? And (laughs) that's such an amazing thought. like, well, yeah, like, if you don't want to change, can you? And I do know the original Christmas Carol is Scrooge has to want to change. But the way this kind of compartmentalizes how change works and how... Wanting to change is a big step and how not being perfect is also okay because, you know, a Christmas carol pretty much ends with the entire town going, praise Scrooge, our wonderful saint.
1: All is forgiven. All all (laughs) of it.
2: I'm your nephew, Fred. Thanks for the meat. I love you. You know, oh, oh, you come into my house, you know, after I give you an invitation. What is this? The 50th time? Get out, get yeah. out. No. But uh, yeah, and uh, Ryan Reynolds plays that perfectly. Surprising to hear Will Ferrell sing, and kind of well. I think the last time I heard him sing was that little ditty in uh, Stranger Than Fiction, and he sounded Ooh. fine. You know, like oh, that's cute, Will Ferrell is strumming a guitar. This he's actually trying to carry these huge numbers with big crescendos and a choir backing him up. I'm like, wow, he he sounds okay. <laughs> but really the explanation for me is uh, the real like home run for me is can I see this on stage? Yeah. Can we get a uh, professionally well-trained singers to actually perform this on stage please? I would like to go to that. And th- that rarely happens when I'm watching a movie with music in <laughs> it like I'd like to sit in a stage, you know, watch a stage play with this. So I loved it. Well, why don't you fold that into your final ranking there? Yeah, Timeless Story. Ebenezer Scrooge is one of my favorites. I love the way the ghosts haunt and what the spirits mean. I love that they joke about why the ghosts of Christmas future can't talk. Like, maybe it's not your place to talk. and It's played by Tracy Morgan. He's like, I want to talk. I want to say something. And he starts throwing out (laughs) catchphrases of what he would want to say. Um, and that is also a, con- a little insider joke on A Christmas Carol. The spirit of Christmas future rarely gets to talk. I think the only time I've heard him talk was uh, Pete from Mickey's Christmas Carol. Why yours, Ebenezer, the richest man in the cemetery? <laughs> and Whoa, great he does an That's ama- great, <laughs> <Yeah>. amazing <laughs> job. Good, like, a part of me is like, I don't think you're supposed to talk. But, you know, I think it's Jim <laughs> Cummings, so he can say what he wants. And, yes, this will be in our Christmas rotation I don't know if we'll listen to a lot of these songs. The most touching one for me it was, this is The View from the Top, I believe it's called. Octavia Spencer sings it. Again, also a very subtle, uh, obviously not Broadway-trained voice, but I think she carries it. And the blocking during that scene with with Present is beautiful. And that's, I think it's like 45 minutes in where I said, can, can I say this on stage? I, I would really <laughs> like to take my family to watch this on stage and yeah nine out of ten fragrances of cotton candy because that is a very sexy alluring smell
1: (laughs) very good ryan
3: anytime you try to update like such a classic story and in a modern way you run the risk of coming across a little bit cringy like making you know ryan reynolds character is kind of turning against people against each other and he's using social media and the new scrooge is kind of using that kind of modern technology and then i feel like you could do that in like a cornier sort of way and it could come off as a little like hacky but it, it, the the message of this of this movie is, is is a lot more more subtle than you you think it's going to be and I think it's an update in every uh, in in like a really positive way and I think that younger people watching this movie could probably relate to this and some of the things that happen in it especially pertain not to spoil them but uh, pertaining to social media I feel like a, that a lot of kids are growing up with that they're going to find more relatable. It's just a lot deeper than I thought it would be, and I I really ended up enjoying this a lot, and I I totally agree, Bradley. I think this would be amazing to see on stage. Uh, I'm going to give this 8 out of 10 Buddy the Elf cosplays.
1: (laughs) Well, as far as Christmas movies go, more often than not, overly saccharine and schmaltzy can mean a painstaking watch, and for the most part, I think 90% of Christmas movies should only be watched to be mocked in an MST3K riff, literally every single Hallmark offering, every one of the Love Actually Wannabes, Polar Express, like really, really, really dumb, pointless Christmas movies, but then there's those 10%, those special classics, the Muppet Christmas Carol, White Christmas, Scrooge, Home Alone, Christmas Vacation, and a couple dozen others that are deserving of the annual rewatch, and the ones that I watch every year to warm my heart with a big old smile on my face and occasionally a tear in my eye, and every now and then, someone manages to add to that very small selection of worthwhile films. And surprise, Will Ferrell has a second offering. I mentioned Elf already, but I think Spirited should be right up there with that 10% of good ones that are worth watching every year. It's sweet, it's fun, the music is great, the choreography is excellent, the cast is great. It does run a little long, over two hours is a bit much for anything other than white christmas when it comes to christmas movies but i'm not sure what i would cut maybe a little seconds here and there throughout but i don't know i i I loved every minute here so the runtime doesn't truly bother me i'm just putting that as a caveat for people who might want something a little shorter this is great i i really really enjoyed this and i do think more christmas musicals is a subgenre that would thrive if people took a crack at it so Yeah, um, echoing everything else everyone else said, I'm going to give Spirited a 9 out of 10 social media hit
2: jobs on School (laughs) Rivals.